Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNC podcast. We're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, Race season 14. So let's raise a glass a and start spilling the GNT podcast. Clank, Clank everyone. Welcome back to the only podcast, uh, the only Drag Race podcast you should be listening we to. We never oversell ourselves. No, ever. No. Um, humility. If anything, we're too restrained with yeah. the self-praise we give, us, <laughs> we give ourselves. We're not humble enough. No. No. No, it's, 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 you know. You know us. We're a live podcasting review recap show. So we watch it the first time. We record. We uh-huh. we send it out. They're we, done. There we go. Bish, yep. bash, bosh. Let's see what you do with that. Bish, bash, bosh. <laughs> <laughs> Bish, dash, dosh. Um, yeah, that's it. So we're now in the semifinals of ah. season 14. Finally, we got here. Yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, it kind of like all happened. All of a sudden, we went from top seven to semi-final very, very quickly. It was well, literally in one episode. Yeah, and it just it went downhill fast. Not not in terms of like the quality, in terms of oh, we're here. Uh-huh. Like it was just really quickly. Oh, definitely. It like it was a bit like okay, VH1 said to report right. We've got enough episodes now. Yeah, crack on. And oh, sorry, um, you got two weeks. You know, yeah. last minute. Oh, you got two weeks left. She's like, okay, now I better do a double elimination. You know, hmm. how you've not eliminated any for three full episodes. You need to eliminate five girls now. Now, um, we've had a bit of uh, Tom. I, I want to talk about our successes so far. Now, no, uh, no, no messages, reviews, but we did get a message um, on the Instagram from a Drag Race España queen. Um, who was praising Tom's review of the mummy look that Sharon Needles <laughs> owns, apparently. <laughs> no, that was... Um, anybody who's watching Drag Race Hispania, we just had one of the best episodes in Absolutely. the franchise. It's actually, I've since found out, it's the highest rated Drag Race episode in IMDb. Team talent. Absolutely. It was a fantastic runway, amazing talent show. There was a girl on there, uh, Venedita Von Dash, who... It was a monster-themed runway for anybody who didn't see it. Um, and she was serving mummy couture, darling, like very Egyptian mummy, but like ghoulish and monstrous. And it reminded me of a, of a, of a Dior look, 2004 Couture, I think, uh, Galliano for Dior. It was a very... I think it's a jacket. We need a jacket here. <laughs> it was very like Egyptian high glam, very, very beautiful. Um, but a lot of people were like, oh, she looks like Sharon Needles. Because apparently <laughs> Sharon Needles owns ghoulish, mummy-ish looks. Sharon and blood Needles, capsules. Uh, yeah, Sharon Needles was a zombie, let's not forget, not a mummy. It was, it was different, but Venedita personally personally messaged me and said this was my point of reference not Sharon Needles as other people are saying why didn't you point out like the Devil Wears Prada the whole they look the, the belts I don't know which belt to choose they look the same <laughs> oh so you woke up today thinking yes. that um, you're gonna you know the whole blue jumper but we don't know it's not blue it's none there it's actually Santa <laughs> Leopards with, we need a jacket here and it was Oscar de la Renta wasn't it who um, did a military jacket <laughs> I, I just think <laughs> should have done that like oh like, it's it's fun sometimes we do it on the show I never ever do I never ever compare queens on the Instagram because I know for a fact that they hate it um, but you know sometimes you say oh this look we'd even said on the episode it reminds us a bit of Sharon Needles but um, I think it's I, I don't think the girls like it and she said certainly that she did not have Sharon in mind when she did that look yeah but it's nice the, the Spaniard girls are very accessible you can have a little chat with them you can have a rapport with them but Diabetes commented oh Diabetes was really sweet I put up 
um, Dyer's look. Um, and um, yeah, she she put at the bottom, this made me smile so much. Tom, you're changing lives. I'm changing lives. This podcast is changing lives. I think with Dyer in particular, I think it's nice for her because there was some real vitriol directed at her at one point just for being, what, slightly shady on a drag show. Like, what? I mean, gas. I know, gay gas. Gas. Gay gas. Um, a shady drag queen. <gasps> the fan base oh my is God. just... Well, they're not real fans if they treat the queens yeah. like that. I mean, we've, um, we've talked about this many a time. I have seen more praise for her over the past few weeks, though, but I think I think she just appreciates when um, people show a bit of appreciation. So it's very sweet and humble of her as well. I so, want anyone to know that last week when we had to wake up early to do the podcast because I had a competition. Yes. And I want to say that um, me and my team came first. Yeah, We won. And it was a great day. It was a tough day, and it was yeah. You're amazing. It was all four of you. The team, the team was great. Um, So we had a great weekend. Um, We're back to recording regularly Mm -hmm. at the normal times. Tom's got his coffee. I haven't got a coffee. I'm actually sober at the moment. Tom's got his coffee. Um, Do you want to update? Let's. Can you update me on the ranking so far? Rankings of Overall, the girls. Yeah, the girls, the girls who are left and where they can, they kind of stand. I mean, we're going with the semifinals. If you ask me, it's all open to interpretation. I'll tell you why now, okay? Because I think it's actually not as simple as a straight ranking. It's more about stories and stuff. I can I can be brief. I'm not going to labour this, oh, okay? So we've got Angeria, who's got two wins. And she was only in the bottom for the... Um, the, the snitch game Lollapurusa, yeah. yeah, which isn't really a true bottom if you ask me. So it's very, very strong. But Angie started strong and has kind of faded into the background a little bit in the second half of the season, is my interpretation. Willow, if you ask me, replicates Evie Oddly very, very strongly because she's had one win, but she's almost always high. Mm-hmm. She's got lots of high placement, and again, only really in the bottom for the Rupolapalooza, mm-hmm. not a true bottom placement. So again, two really strong track records there. Bosco's our uneven girl um, in the sense that she's she, she's been nearly sent home, but she was saved by a chocolate bar. Um, she did poorly in the Rupolapalooza. So, you know, you know, she I, I kind of don't count the Rupolapalooza, but in a way she she lost several lip syncs. Well, according to Georgia, so if yes. you want to talk about track record, yeah. Bosco was in the bottom three times in one episode. Yes. But she's got three wins. So she's got the most wins out of anybody. Three wins, how many bottoms? Three in one episode. <laughs> also, she was eliminated but saved by the chocolate bar. Yeah, so she's got a more uneven track record than some of the other girls. Diabetti is really interesting to me because she's the girl with... She's the returning girl who must have the best track record ever, yeah. isn't she? No, there's the classic drag race trope of if you get sent home and you come back, you go home the next episode. You know, um, Cama Carrera... Uh, Kenya, Kenya Michaels, even Nacia Lopez hung around for like two episodes, didn't she? Trixie, two or three, maybe. Anyway, um, so she, and she's in the top five and she got a win along the way. That's never happened in the main US drag season four. I will point out in Drag Race Thailand season two, they had two returning girls in the top three, but they returned very late in the competition. But it's it's unheard of in in the conventional season. So Daya has had like this comeback feel to her, hasn't she? Yeah. And then Lady Camden, two wins and only in the bottom in the Rupolapalooza. Um, but she's had like this gradual build, if you ask me. Yes. She started off really lost in the shuffle, fading into the background. But she's gained momentum as we go along. Got these wins later in the game. Been really really solid, um, multi talented. So I think it's anyone's game. 
I really who do, do. Who do you want to win? Willow Pill. I'm not going to lie. Um, I have such a soft spot for Willow Pill, and I think she's got the best storyline. I just she just speaks to me as a performer. Yeah, I think she's so multi talented. Okay, I think she's beautiful. Um, having said that, like it's such a great top five. But Willow, my heart is with Willow. What about you? Um, I think Willow's up there, but I also want Dia to win. You've got a real spot, soft spot for Diabetti, actually. It's because she's she's just she's a drag queen. She's very entertaining. Uh, she's a drag queen. Mm-hmm. When I say she's a drag queen, she's an unapologetic, shady yeah. um, person who's he's just been very entertaining, very, very witty. Yeah. And I just, I love the fact that she's gone home and come back and she's still fighting and yeah. fighting. She's got real tenacity. Yeah, you have to admire that. There's something about Daya that I love. I would not be angry if Daya won. I can tell you right now, I do not want Diabetes to go home this episode. I don't. I want Daya in the finale. Okay, before we maybe go into the episode, yep. knowing what I know about these girls and knowing that it's a, it's a, we were told last week it's a music video episode, mm-hmm. who do you think will do well? Lady Camden. Yeah. Lady Camden because she is she's definitely a mover. She's definitely an actress. I mean, we've seen her dance. We have to think about Freddie Mercury. We have to think about the lip sync. And then you also have to think about the um What's it gonna be? Yeah, that was how she changed. How how they try to catch her off by choosing that song, Mm. and then she delivered the sultry nineties classic. You know what she was was doing, don't you? Acting. <gasps> she was acting. And she was great. So I don't, I, I mean, uh, what what do we have of these queens in regards to singing and A- verses? Evidence. So really. She's a good singer because I remember during the, my baby yeah. is my So my we've got the girl group challenge. Yep. We've got the Rusa call, which is vaguely similar. We've got any lip syncs they've been to. And if they did anything vaguely like that in the talent show as well. Yeah. So again, I think Daya can. Daya's going to be great. She won the girl group challenge. Yeah, and she like there was no competition. Mm-mm. Like Daya ate that up. She really, really murdered it. Um, Willow, I think she's always been solid in things like this. Um, I think with Willow, Willow's. Do you know where Willow's weakness is for me? Mm-hmm. Her weakness is um, her performance. In terms of like, it's her, like, when I say performance, it's more like musical and like dramatic performance. Mm. I'm not saying the performance, and so like, she's great, she's a great comedian, she's great when she's talking, but when you have to go up there and just lip sync a song or just dance and really, really like speak your soul through your face and your movement, yeah. she doesn't have that. And I've never seen her really, like, she's got it in the movement, like, in the girl group challenge, mm-hmm. her. The way that she was choreographing was amazing. The way that her body executes moving is great. Is it, her is face. Great, yeah. It's her it. face. I do wonder something if it's a little bit the way she paints, because her eye in particular is very exaggerated. There's a big kind of big swoopy um, eyeliner, almost Trixie Metallish at times. I know it's her own paint and it's different to Trixie, but do you get what I'm saying? That the, the eye makeup is quite exaggerated. It's not that. It's not that. Okay. It's okay. not that. I'm just trying to explore. I'm just yeah. trying to explore. And I guess with Willow, it's about her injecting her uniqueness into it. Like, obviously, her talent show, which she could have won easily, was that amazing Enya lip sync. And it's all about her quirkiness, her uniqueness. 
Uh, Angeria. Angeria. She's a great performer. She's fierce. She's, she's a great fierce. performer. Remember, she won the talent show for basically doing a lip sync performance. Yeah, she's a very good performer. She's really fierce. Um, who do we have left? Um, our other girl's Bosco. Bosco is a great performer as well. Bosco is a great performer. I think as long as she injects her like sensuality into it, that's where she excels. If it, um, I don't know what she's like with singing. I think her... Her, her vocals aren't the strongest. Again, just going off the... Um, the yeah. Actually, I don't. I forgot my glasses. You've always said that you found that Bosco's delivery was ever slightly lacking. I mean... In, a, in, yeah. in an otherwise yeah. amazing performance, your one critique of her well, was yeah. like basically that her delivery was there just wasn't not as enough, strong as well as wasn't enough like no. oomph in her delivery and her vocal delivery. But this that girl can move as well, and she has given us some amazing sensual lip syncs. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, she's good at doing sexy, but can she? She was in the bottom for the rusical, but I think that was weight of expectation as much as anything. Rem- the rusical. She was um saltine. Satine. The musical was difficult. The yeah. musical was difficult. I, a lot of that, I think, was kind of like, well, you fought for this role, and it's the main role, and you needed to be perfect, or you're going to be in the bottom, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the lead. It's not that she was terrible. It was the lead. Yeah. So that's us going into it, and that's what I think. Um, we've said bye to George. Day just gone. Day it was. I thought it was quite poetic how Deja Sky was the one who sent home Deja. Daya. Sorry, Deja Sky <laughs> was the one who sent her Daya, <laughs> yeah. and then Daya ended up sending her back home. Um, they talk about their own rankings. I know we talked about their power rankings. They're all talking about their own wins. I can't believe that Willow only has the same number of wins as Diabetes. Well, this is what I mean about her like very Evie Oddly-esque track record. Um, she's been high, 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 um, but like one win. Yeah, I, she could have won several others. In particular, I think the early comedy challenges. I was a bit puzzled as to why she wasn't given the win. For example, in the um, like the advert, the bumpers. She um, was amazing in that. You left. I mean, you do take me. I mean, way it was back. Three, Tom. Three, three years three ago. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, no, do you remember they did the the like commercials, the adverts for Drag Race? Yes. And she was amazing. All I can picture from that is her doing a quirky little dance on stage. Because um, they did like a, a mock talent show, she was so oh, funny. Yes, but no, they should have gone to Deja Sky. They, I still remember that episode. I wanted Deja Sky to win because at the beginning of it, let's be very honest, Deja Sky was slept on heavily. She was, she was, she was doing so great in so many things, and she just wasn't being rewarded for it. It's been funny. It's always funny judging. Daytona Wind, she was super strong in as well. Yeah, oh, she was really good I in there. I think she could have won that. She was really good in there. Yeah, I she remember was, like, grabbing her boob and stuff, just as little. And her delivery comments. was yeah. like very Moira Rose. She should have won that. It was. Actually. It was good. Yeah, Look, okay. we're going into this this episode. It's the maxi the maxi challenge this week is a video. This is a video. It's a yeah. music video. They need to sell their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent as the stars of the music video Catwalk, which is inspired by George Michael's Too Funky. And an interesting twist is that they're submitting designs. Um, for the outfits to be made so i'm guessing it's gonna be the same designer who made the amazing costumes for the girl group challenge and the um the rusical so it's um tony tony inguez 
um, who, I, who seems to, he designs for a lot of the queens. And I think he has a team of people that he works with. And um, it seems to be commissioned by Drag Race, must be LA based. But like amazing how quickly they turn around these designs. Absolutely. Like fantastic work. Absolutely. And hard work. So they have yeah. to write and record their own lyrics. They have to learn choreography. And again, like you said, they're designing their own catwalk couture mm-hmm. to be featured in the video. Now, Miguel Zerati. I have, or wasn't he also the choreographer for the girl group challenge? I think so. And, and was Miguel, this isn't the first time uh, we've seen Miguel. Yeah, and this, wasn't he also season. the choreographer for the um, the Rusical? I think he was. He, he was the choreographer. Been. I have all the time in the world for Miguel Zerati. Now, for people who aren't in the dance world, what you need to know is that Miguel Zerati is a name. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they've got him here as a choreographer is great. Miguel Zerati is a phenomenal. I used to watch his things. I used to, um, he's, he says this one time in his dance class, he says, you should want to impress you me. You showed me this clip. Period. Mm. I'm your fucking teacher. <laughs> you should want to be looked at and approved by me in this 1.5 class. Uh-huh, Period. Uh-huh. It should matter. And I want you to know that he is such a good, fierce teacher. And what I love about him in the show is that he's not being like that to them. Because mm-hmm. obviously, he's like that in real life because the people who take his classes are are aware of the level. They're yeah, all of like, yeah. they're all great dancers. They're all professional dancers who have found time to go take a Miguel class mm-hmm. and who want to learn and who want to grow from him. So, of course, he's going to be hard on them because they should be really, really good. Yes. They should pick it up really, really quickly. They should execute it exactly how he wants. Mm-hmm. What I love about him here on the show is that every time I've seen him on here, he's been actually really... He takes his time with the girls. Yeah, he's he's actually quite supportive. supportive. He's yeah. actually quite sweet, nice. He goes through the movements really easy. And I want people to know that this is not what he's known for being. But so what well he's doing exactly what he's doing yeah. is that he's seeing that these queens aren't all at the same level as, as mm-hmm. the people who take his classes and so he's taking it down and he's, he's he's going easy on them so that's I mean that's a sign of a good choreographer yeah. sometimes you get guest choreographers coming in and they're like bam 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 do it and they're not taking into account that these girls aren't dancers some and of them can't pick it up as quick Jamal Sims is always lovely as well yeah. I think I recall Todrick being quite kind of catty when he was choreographing but i wondered if he was given a prompt or something i think todrick is either he's given a prompt or todrick just knows how to make good tv that's it he's making a tv yeah. show todrick yeah. just knows how to make good tv he's very familiar with with media and tv and stuff isn't he so yeah i get it i get it i mean he's in that drama with the big brothers in the moment. didn't come off too well did he he didn't come off there too well and Especially just, when he was just... still talking about manila luzon Right. And Sahara, and it's really distasteful. Right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it, but no. Todrick, girl, you should know better. There are cameras around there all the time, Todrick. That's kind of why it's called Big Brother. <laughs> You've read the book, haven't why, you? I would not. How would you like to be su- surveyed, like, 24-7? Um, I think it'd be weird. I think after a while, you might end up forgetting the cameras are around. I think that's, they, and that's I when think they say. Out, I think it? in reality TV shows, they say it takes you... Oh, there's a certain amount of hours. Not, mm-hmm. I, I want to say for just for example, it takes you 30 hours for your body for you to start to forget the cameras are there. It's actually 31 and a half. Okay, no, I'm joking. 
Are you joking, Tom? Um, Are you funny? Yes. Are you a funny person now? I think You're a comedian. Should, I think there should be cameras around here all the time so people can see the way you treat me. The way that you treat <laughs> me. Don't even try it. Okay. So that's what we know so far. Let's have a little bit um, more of a look of the show and see what we find. Now, I forgot to also mention that they have a TikTok. Tick, tick, Not TikTok. That, tick, they tick. should do it at TikTok. I mean, if they want to, if they want to get down with the well, what the, the cool kids, kids are yeah. doing these days, uh, maybe I it remember. should be a TikTok tick tick lunch. I remember when it was a Vine lunch. <laughs> remember back in MySpace. <laughs> God, Bebo. Bebo. God, what was before Bebo? Bebo was the first thing I was ever aware of. I think in terms of social media, I think it was Bebo. Then it was MySpace. I remember Aaron and Annie showing it to me. I, d- I gosh, it's, um, we're going way back. Mm. We're going way, way back. <laughs> Let's move on to the current day. So we'll trot through the TikTok lunches because I'm I mean, gonna, I'm going to say for the record, I do find TikTok lunches more often than not quite forced. Um, I do get a little bit fed up of the cod psychology. The um, cod. It's a phrase when it's kind of like. Like it's, it's, it's a condescending thing for me to say, really. It's kind of like an uneducated populist take oh, on psychology. It's very condescending. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that is condescending of me, but whatever. Um, that Rue and Michelle do sometimes. I do find sometimes they think they've got to make this person have some breakthrough. It's their intervention. They Tom, need to be different on the other side. My question to you is this. Yeah. A lot of the times people become... People feel that they become experts when they are the recipient, um, a regular recipient of certain things. For mm-hmm. example, someone who goes to therapy a lot, yeah. all of a sudden thinks that they're a therapist. And hmm. every time they hear a situation, they feel like they can speak on it mm-hmm. because they've they've done the therapy and they've heard someone talk to them about it. So therefore, they feel that they're qualified. Do you get the same sense from RuPaul and Michelle every time they have this yeah. TikTok, TikTok lunch? I think RuPaul. Michelle are both highly intelligent people. I think they're very socially adept people. And I think they've both had their own therapy. Rue wears that on her sleeve in particular, doesn't she? And yeah, I, they, they kind of <laughs> proffer themselves as kind of moguls or oracles at times. And I'm sure they've got lovely life experience to share. But sometimes the kind of like posturing of ex- expertise kind of gets on my tits a little bit. But there we go. Let's talk about Bosco on this. We'll go for the TikTok. Tick, 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 tock lunches. What I found interesting about Bosco is that she came away from it saying, they know I'm a human being now. I didn't get that sense from this. I think Bosco is super talented, super funny, but I don't think I've connected much with the vulnerable person underneath all that. She reminds me of Courtney Act in a way. I think she comes in there with that, this unerring sense of confidence that has powered her through life and more power to her. You know, it, it powers her success. But I don't feel a connection with her in the way that I feel a connection with, say, Willow. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I agree with you now that you've said that. Um, she's got a, she's got a way she wants to be seen and she's sticking to that gun. She's sticking to the, I need yeah. to, I'm, I am this person. I want to be seen as this person and I'm going to make sure that that's what I'm pushing yeah. through this whole season. In a way, I really respect that because I do like it when the girls don't play into the kind of, we need tears, we need vulnerability. Can you give us something kind of stuff? So I admire her for portraying that confidence and not kind of playing into the drag race vulnerability trap in a way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Diabetes, what do we get from that? Interestingly, this is the first time she's properly spoken about her diabetes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We knew that she had diabetes and that's where her name came from. Um, but 
she it's not been a storyline for her this season and it's it's interesting because uh, again she's been like this tough girl and I like how she speaks about it. She speaks about it very matter of fact. She's, it's like, yeah, I found out when I was young. It's part of my life. It's something I deal with. So she's not like seeking any kind of victimhood status in much the way that Willow doesn't seek victimhood status. And I, I love that. Obviously, when people have a health condition or a disability, it's completely up to them how they experience themselves. I'm not like that sounded really judgmental when I said victimhood status, but it's so, so good when somebody seems so empowered and they, they get on with their life and they're so successful. Um, and she's got a pump, which I didn't know. And obviously she has to conceal it much like, you know, say, you know, Tamisha, didn't she? She had to conceal, um, the surgery that she'd had the stoma. Um, and it must be so tough in drag when you've got extra things to consider like that. Um, but yeah, fantastic. Like I think with, with Daya, this was, this was really, really good because it kind of like, it was a vulnerability moment, but not like a forced boohoo. One, she was just very matter-of-fact about her illness. I just didn't get anything from that, I'll be honest. I got nothing from Bosco's. I got nothing from di- diabetes. Like, if they had not shown that segment, I wouldn't have felt like I missed anything or learned mm. anything new. Okay. I think these Tic Tac lunches are becoming a, a bit redundant. I do too. I do too. It's, I don't see the point. Yeah, yeah. Do you, well. I th- I think usually it's about sending us signals about who's getting into the top four sometimes. I mean, let's look, let's look at Angeria. <clears throat> With Angie, I guess nothing came through that really I didn't expect because she's such a warm, sweet, charming, maternal person. I, w- I didn't know she had eight drag children, but it makes sense in my brain. She just seems like a, like a real mother, doesn't she? Don't you think? Yeah. And I loved how family-oriented she was and talking about her family. This felt like a nice, cheerful, uplifting, nice moment for Angie. Mm. Again, Angie's had no storyline all season, and that worries me. Yeah. I feel like it's a red flag. Again, I got nothing from that. (laughs) And Willow Pearl. You know what? Willow Pearl is probably the the only one that I kind of felt something for. And I'll tell you what it is. The way that... It's it's hard for me to listen to someone talk about death so candidly. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so brave. It's somber, but it's courageous, and it's yeah. It it it's hard. It's hard to to listen to someone who was so accepting of their death, but, uh, uh, or yeah, their, their yeah. illness, and what it, what it can be, what it can lead to. And, and I think that's uh, maybe it made me a bit sad. Maybe Definitely that's the I only reason. Yeah, I felt I felt something. I felt something me feeling during something? Willow Never. Pell's um, tic tac conversation, and it really doesn't make me feel for it's, her. It's because I can see her um, when she has these conversations. She she does not want to. She does not want people to feel sorry for her. She does not like break down in tears, but you can tell that she is feeling it's hard for her to talk about it. And you get that real sort of sense of like counter transference, I guess, when she's talking about it. And you do feel the sadness. Yeah. Because it's a very real thing. I think she's such a superstar. Like this, this conversation of all of them probably just made me love Willow more. Yeah. That's probably the only one that had any impact on me. I mean, Lil Camden. Little Camden came in. I don't even know what what what, what was their conversation about. Was... <laughs> I think you switched off at this point. Little Little Camden. This is again probably we have learned a bit about. She has had a bit of plot line. She's spoken a bit about her family and stuff. But this is the first time that we learned that she'd lost her brother to suicide. Oh um, yes, he ended his own life when um, Lil Camden was was fourteen, and that clearly took its toll. A devastating, tragic event, and part of her reason for leaving the UK soon after that. Oh. Um, um, and um, 
you know, Rue and Michelle give her a few platitudes about you can't run away from this forever. Um, but she does seem to have a little moment of reflection. She does seem to find that somewhat helpful in the sense that she's like, well, you know, there are people back in the UK that I would like to return to and maybe show them my success. And maybe there are a couple of things that she needs to make her peace with. But, you know, a, a tragic loss like that, it's it's up to her to deal with it however she sees fit, frankly. Absolutely. And in her own time. Yeah. And at her own pace. Yeah. She'll absolutely be doing a tour here. I mean... That's happening. Oh, absolutely. That's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let's get into the rehearsals. Now, the girls come and thank God these costumes that they were just drawing all of a sudden <laughs> have materialized <laughs> overnight. Wow. I wish so, I had what one was that designer that's working overtime that you uh, were talking about? Uh, Tony Ingres. Thank you to Tony Ingres and his yeah. team because well, no, I these... suspect it's Tony Ingres. I'm saying that because he did okay. the musical and the girl group well, challenge. Well, if, if it is, then congratulations. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be, be, be in keeping with the work that they've done already and now they've got these rehearsals and the rehearsals there they're learning the choreography from miguel and like i said before miguel is is really teaching these girls at such a good pace he's being very patient he's i mean this is a this is a very kind dance teacher yeah, this yeah. is a very kind and um and thoughtful and and, and very respectful to these queens who's understanding that this is big for them yeah they're not just learning movement they're their careers are on the line. Also, there's competitions on the line. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like he was being really, really respectful. He was. We saw Angie struggling to keep up a little bit, didn't we? Yes. And it really shows on her face, doesn't it? I didn't think that she would have issues with choreography. I'm sure I remember her saying before that, like, she can hit the dance moves when she's had time to learn them. She doesn't pick it up quickly. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I understand that. But we know, obviously, when she did her talent show performance, she knew that routine inside out, didn't she? Mm. Um, still, like, yeah, I mean, it just, again, red flags. I feel like Angie's getting plot line for the first time this episode. I mean, is that what you wanted? You wanted the storyline? Yeah, not this one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong story, sugar. Um, no, but I, I think it's... I I'm, I mean, maybe it's the same case. You know, Kenny Davenport, everyone yeah. thinks that because she's such a great mover yeah. that she's great at choreography. And, and Kennedy has said outright, she's, she's say, not good she? with yeah. choreography. Mm. Everything she does is freestyle. I can't believe that a girl who dances as well as Kennedy mm-hmm. is a freestyle dancer because a lot of the movements that she does looks very technical to yeah, me. Yeah. And technical in the sense that it's not just her thrashing. There's so much control and purpose mm-hmm. and um and technique in her moves yeah. that I can't believe that she's taught herself that as opposed to it, it not being like... I mean, it's, it's it's baffling to me. It's like the music just moves through her. That's it. And she becomes part of the music. She's such an icon. Um, I just want to talk about the outfits quickly. Yeah. Which is your favourite? I think we've probably got the same favourite. Diabetes. Diabetes stands out here because she looks really cool and conceptual. It's very Betty Page. Does remind me, actually, there's a specific photo shoot that Betty Page did with a cheetah. And obviously, this is tiger print. But I do wonder if she took inspiration from that, just like big cat print. Um, the other girls, I guess, like, Bosco's very Judy Jetson hooker as, um, as, um... Willow? Um, Willow it? No, um, who is it on season three? Mimi, I'm first. She said, um, just, I couldn't come out there looking like a Judy Jetson hooker. And she's like, oh, so we're Judy Jetson hooker. It's a lot of the same. It's a lot of the same. <laughs> One of the best untucked ever. Um, 
Willow, give me 80s vibe. She loves the 80s. This is kind of like Cindy Lauper, Dale Bozio kind of thing. Very, very clever. Her own face silhouette, which I didn't get Im- immediately on the on the in a panel on the front. Um, who else have we got? Lil Camden loves this kind of like raver look, doesn't she? But this is a bit more Matrix cyber goth to me. I feel like I've seen this look on her already. In a different color. Yeah. yeah. This is her go-to. I think... I don't know how old she is, but it just feels like she's connected to rave culture and that's like her thing. Um, and who's her other girl? Um, oh, Angie, very Marco Marco to me, this. It's a, it's a dance bodysuit and she looks great, but the the kind of bright paneling is very Marco Marco and I'm sure that's what inspired this. Mm. Now, you, you have said it already, Angie is struggling with choreography. It's really beating her down. It's really defeating her. Mm. I, I mean... It will be hard. I think it's stressful at this time, at this yes. time of the um, of of the competition where this determines mm-hmm. your um, your fate into the finale. And when it's not your bread and butter, you've already defeated yourself before even trying. Yeah. When you go, you know, when you're going into an exam, knowing that you haven't got you haven't you haven't got what it's asking of you're before you've even started you've discount you've counted yourself out yes and i yes. think that doesn't help her at all in this does she carry that a little bit into the freestyle portion well what happens is what I mean, happened what happened is after they've learned this little dance they're like surprise surprise you're yeah. filming now and these girls are shook i'm like why are you shook you're yeah. on set you're, in, you're in costume you've got makeup on why are you shocked you're that you're now filming costume. you've got hair and your feet in your mug yeah like, and you're on set yeah uh, look look behind you <laughs> you're on set they're like what there's the stage i mean yeah so what they have to do is they're going to be doing it on the runway there's a runway there and then they do this so Solos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's it is pointed out that during the actual choreography segment of this, we do see um, Angie mm, kind of getting the first part right, getting the last part right, but everything in the middle was a bit freestyle, freestyle <laughs> slash um, maybe a beat or two behind, or her just kind of doing them inspired movements but not the actual movements the camera angles will have to save her because because all the girls are on stage and if she doesn't look in sync she'll look bad won't she she didn't look in sync there are times where the girls are already up and she was still on the ground making her way up so things like that i did like this concept though because it looked like a cool girl band when they were dancing together i did like that the other thing is Angie doesn't take the feedback um, during the freestyle bit. They make a big point of that. But Diabetes very quick say, okay, I'll do that. I mean, they're all doing freestyles. Yeah. The best freestyle was, I mean, Lady Camden. Lady she Camden is just good. She is a working girl. She's working the floor. She was giving face. You know, the, the beautiful thing about Lady Camden is that it's not only on her body, her face face yeah she, really she works is it. performing it she is she got the movement and the face i mean i can't wait to see what, what the end product is i liked dyer crawling on all fours as well because it really went with the theme of her outfit she looked like a tiger lady oh. didn't she she's like cow baskin herself there it is um and it was very like madonna and like a virgin you know 
Okay. Crawling. And Jiria did a good job, but like you said, she wasn't taking. They make the, a big point of pointing that out. They, as well. they weren't taking the, the feedback given to her. We've also got Bosco, but Bosco's a good mover. Bosco Willow's did her sultry, sexy thing, didn't she? Willow's a good mover, but her face. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just her face. I do know. It just needs to, to give it a bit more, a bit more. I do know. I do yeah. Know. yeah. I mean, maybe. This is the rehearsals. We'll see what the final product is. Well, they've already walked the queens down in the final runway, so we thought we'd have a quick talk about that before we get into the actual video, mm-hmm. um, music video clip. So the runway category is you're, you're a winner. winner. Basically, extravaganza, your best look. Let's start off with Bosco. So Bosco, the hair and makeup's really, really beautiful. I love it when she goes for this vintage glamour. She's very sort of Marilyn Monroe, Jane Mansfield, blonde bombshell. Um, I find the dress really interesting and I see like a real mix of influences in there. If you take away the the train, which I'm going to say looks like a slight afterthought, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. it looks like it's kind of wrapped around the middle. But I do love the fact the train has the trans flag colors on there. Yeah. So I do think she's making a statement there. Like Gottmuk, like Gottmuk's train look. It yeah. reminds, rem, reminds or me Carrie's of entrance look, you know. Um, so... The uh, the dress itself looks like a combination to me of think of Kim K in the Mugler look in the camp Met Gala, yeah? The wet one. Mm-hmm. It's very reminiscent of that. But also the bustier kind of has that Jean-Paul Gaultier bullet bra kind of feel to it as well. So it's like a combination of those different elements to create a, a different piece. Um, so yeah, like I think she looks really beautiful. I just think the train looks like an afterthought. But without the train, it is not amped up enough glamour for a finale look. Also, I feel like the fit, the fit of the actual garment is a bit loose. Do you? Bit, I've noticed it, that with Bosco before, and we speculated as to whether she might have recently lost weight or something. It just doesn't look like it fits right. I think I think you could have do done with what, one more yeah, fitting. Yeah, I do know where you're coming from. Overall, I think she looks beautiful. Um, I just wonder if the train could have been done a bit differently and somehow, yeah. you know? Okay. Okay. Angeria. I think Angeria looks gorgeous. I love this because as she explains when she comes down to the runway, it's not like her conventional pageant glitz and glamour stoned for the gods, mama. Mm-hmm. It's more chic. I mean, it's not, it's not simple by any means, but it's more chic and pared down. It's a lovely, smooth black velvet. Yep. It's like, you know, the mother, the mother mm-hmm. of the house, the yeah. dynasty. Yeah. I feel like, you know, how the, all the children are wearing the glitz and glamour mm-hmm. and their mom comes out, the queen comes out in just this. Yes. And what Angeria is wearing. Definitely. This is what I feel she's giving. There's this lovely kind of fishtail silhouette. And I like the asymmetric ruffle shoulder. Yeah. It just gives you like a little peek. So there's a sophistication, like a little hint of sexiness. The hair is huge. She's given me kind of like, obviously not the blonde hair, but this looks like something like Diane Carroll could wear on the red carpet in the 80s. Something Nolan Miller or something mm. Mackie. Tom, what was with that eyelash girl? I noticed that as well. I wondered if it was a little bit of a, a glue mishap or if actually she was looking wide-eyed. And the hair on the other side was pushing the pushing down. it down. Yeah, yeah. Because it's an asymmetric do. It, it gave off a quite of like. I was like, yeah, G, I was like, G gun, G gun's walking the runway. I love her G gun. One of her most memorable moments is the eyelash. It is. It's iconic. Um, the grand look. Yeah, diabetes. I like this. This is obviously very diabetic because I always do glamour with a twist and she's gone for this burnt look. To me, I don't think it's like a direct copy of any of the gowns from the, this collection, but it's very reminiscent of the um, 
the sorry, I was in my notes. The Moschino Fall 2016 um, collection, where um, it was referenced by um, obviously her gown was very different. But the same show was referenced by Denali in the her first episode or second episode. Um, so the the theme was kind of like lots of biker jackets and stuff and conventional Moschino things. And then towards the end, there were lots of ball gowns, but they were escaping from a burning ballroom. So they all had like this singed quality to it. And I would think that's probably part of her inspiration mm. for this. I think she looks really cool. Um, I think she's, I like the asymmetry of the bustle. That's very popular at the moment to have like a column dress with an asymmetric bit of like tulle or silk kind of cascading off one side. Um, I think she looks fab. Lovely. I think diabetes is just... A queen. She thinks outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. I just want her to go to the finale. I want her to win. Okay. I think this so is, I'm, I'm going to love the outfit. This is a cool look. Lady Camden looks like a lady. She looks like a million dollars. She really does. She, all I wrote here was, wow. She saved this one for the finale and well done her. It's, it's very like, you know, Tyra? I was Tyra, just about to say. Season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she wore that finale dress and RuPaul was like... Did you ever feel like you wanted to wear this? Mm-hmm. And she said, there are times, but she was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It will talk to me. It will, it will, <laughs> it will, it will tell me when it's ready. And, and they're like, how confident of you, Tara, to mm-hmm. have saved this mm-hmm. for the finale. And for me, that I want to... peppermint green gown, Yeah. No. I want to say the same for Lady Camden. How confident were you to have this all this time yeah. and know that, no, no, no. I'm getting to the finale. Yeah. I am saving it for that. I love this. Definitely. She looks like, a, like you say, an absolute million dollars. This I is, mean, this is how you do a finale. Exactly. Look. Candy Muse wore her finale look on the first episode, didn't she? That speaks of Candy's <laughs> confidence in the competition. She, though, she wore it? her finale dress but on the she, first episode. She adapted it and added a train to make it fit the theme. The, the girls helped. The queens helped. <laughs> yeah, got making Tina The Burner. sisters. The sisters. <laughs> um, this, to me, is reminiscent of kind of um, a high glam red carpet designer like. Zuhair Murad or Eli Saab. Um, in fact, I, I can quite picture like this icy kind of dress, a Zuhair Murad one that looks quite similar actually. Because I love how she's got a lot going on, but it's just enough. It's amped up glamour, but it's not too much because she's got the skirt and the slit and the train and the gloves and a lot of jewellery, but it's enough. It's not too much. I love it. She looks beautiful. Last queen is Willow Pearl. And I love Willow Pearl, but I'm going to be very honest. I don't like this look. I'm going to say my judgment about Willow Pearl is never, ever clouded by how much I love her. But I like this look. Okay. Well, you know, you're the fashion person. Well, to me, it's it's so fun and it's so Willow. And there's a theme. It's basically Karen from Mean Girls. I'm a mouse. But it's not Halloween. (laughs) It's her wedding day. It's the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race, and there's $150,000 on the line. (laughs) They've changed the prize money. Did you know that? It's not $100,000 anymore. It's $150K for the winner, and the runner up gets $50,000. Oh, wow. So that's changed over. That's literally changed overnight. Um, And then when she. I don't get the why it's a mouse. I don't. I don't get she gives the, the story outfit, of the rat. and she, then she turns around, and then you can see that red that right line of a zipper. Maybe she I thought mean, she was going to wear long. I hair. loved what she wore last week. That should have been her finale look. Do you think oh. maybe she already wore the finale look because she didn't feel confident about her performance? No, because she was great in the roast. She shouldn't have feared the bottom, and it was a tutu look. It fit. It fit. The okay. Theme. One thing I will say: about I love Willow Pill. There's so much. I, I love the. I just don't like this dress. That she's wearing like this bandeau kind of bra bustier. 
I love the embellishment on that, and I wish I saw more of that down the front of the dress to create more cohesion. Okay. Um, but I love Willow. This is a really fun idea, and I do think she looks beautiful. Sure. Okay. Um, let's look at the music video. Okay, we've just seen the um, the actual music video clip Cat to Walk. Get Walk. I will say I do like this song. It's got a very different vibe to a lot of Rue songs. It's like it's like more laid back. It's got that kind of um, old school kind of synthy quality to it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, I don't know how I feel because I I just instead of trying to critique it, it was more just sitting back and appreciating yeah. um, the music and appreciating the girls. It was a vibe, wasn't it? It was a vibe. Yeah, I think that's the video a- was really good and very chic, actually. I think the concept was very good. Um, it wasn't the most high-octane drag race experience I've ever had, but I really enjoyed and appreciated it. That's what it was. Yeah. It was it was um it was just good, chill, good vibes. Yeah. And so why don't we just walk go through and just talk talk about it. And just share some of our and thoughts. Yeah, and like maybe maybe as we talk about it, um I'll make up my mind as we do that. Because right now I don't know how I feel. We've, All I know is that it was nice to watch and it was just chill. Listeners, we've been on ice yeah. since we were last in touch with you. There'd been no conversating. Now, we start off with Bosco, and of course, the, her lyrics are, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Mm-hmm. I did. What shall I do in the same tempo? I think she goes, Forgive me, Father, for... Oh, no. It was it was like a couple of bars, wasn't it? I actually really liked her opening lyric. Yeah, I liked her rhythm. Yeah. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I mm-hmm. did show some skin. Don't fight, shh, give in. You can call me greedy. I feel that the whole world, I need that. Mm-hmm. So ass up and horns up. Now, um, I liked her rhythm. It was interesting and she mixed up the rhythm. Highly processed vocals. I thought that absolutely highly processed. She was the one who sounded the most like burbly and vocoded. And I think it was to disguise the fact that she's not a fantastic vocalist. But she isn't. And I told you that. I told you that she isn't. Um, But I do want to say this. I loved her rhythm. I did too. I I loved her her performance. Great performance. Great verse. Mm -hmm. This was really strong for Bosco. And she opened it. Yeah. Um, I actually, um, as, as an opening lyric, forgive me. Father, for I have sinned. I think that's a really, really good, clever lyric that tells us a lot about her, but it's probably something that a lot of queens can connect with as well. We've heard a lot about kind of like, you know, religious trauma and girls growing up in that that kind of highly religious environment and breaking free and stuff. And it's almost like she's twisting that on its head. And using it as empowerment. Also, also think it's a joke because she says, I did show some skin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, girl, that's all you showed. And each girl <laughs> as well. I'm guessing they picked maybe one of their favorite looks. And yes, yeah, and they got to. And she chose the, the Mugle, um Hajime Soriyama robot look, which she put, she was in the bottom for that. But I still think it was a great look. Bosco was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Bosco, Bosco was really good. And again, she opened up with the verse. She's confident. She's just a, a great performer. She's very, very and good. And I did like her rhythm. Mm. And although the vocals were very processed, I think it needed it because it... <laughs> Let's be honest. She's not a singer, is she? But there we go. The the studio trickery can disguise that. Angie was next. Now, her lyrics are, From the country to the silver screen. Screen? Screen, yeah. So that willow pill. Mm. From the country to the silver screen. It's Angie, bitch, living out my dream. I was also... I was always... I was always taught to walk with grace, confidence, poison, tons of face. I've never been afraid to live out loud. I just wanted to make my daddy proud. And at the end of the day, I'm always slay. Never let a bitch take my shine away. Now, let's, um, now what did you think about her overall in this? 
I, I appreciated the change in tempo from Bosco to Angie. I felt that gave her a good kind of entrance as she stepped in and she was more up-tempo Agreed. than Bosco. She walked with confidence. She looked beautiful. She did a lot of like catching the light, which I really liked. She was very model-esque. I think her movements were mm. very like pose. She, she was Naomi. Pose, with, with serve, serve, pose, yeah. find the light, find the light. And she that's was, exactly... Which is what was called for. Um, her lyrics weren't the most original in the world because like... When I hear Make My Daddy Proud, I think of Crystal Method. When I hear like Living Out My Dream, there's like every verse in every song and of every RuPaul's season. Yeah. Um, But like her performance was much stronger than the the prelude led us to believe. She looked great in the edit Um, and she looked beautiful. And she's she's got really good like presence. I just like really enjoy Angie. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. She wasn't very processed in her vocals. It sounded, it sounded no. It was, like it, was it was it was it was yeah. it was very it was Angie. It was Angie. It was Angie. It wasn't a robot. Um, Dia, Dia Betty. Um, you see me stomp the floor left to right, walk the runway with my heels sky high. Now take the picture, catch the light, claw my way to the top, and now I'm taking what's mine. So I strut to the beat, and even if I fall, I put a safety pin through it and I stand real <laughs> tall. Now my mug real tight and my waist is thinner. Now you better be ready because I've always been a winner. Now this is Dia Betty. Mm-hmm. You're a resident Dyer Stan. What did you think? I think that her performance was great. I yeah. mean, it was such a good idea for her to do the walking on her hands and knees. Very, very I good. I think that was sexy. Well, I she think... took the direction that Angie was given and made it her own. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was just good. Her look in the video is my favorite. Her it's look is the, the, the most. I love that wig. Betty Page. It's like Betty Page bangs. It's very Madonna, Madame X as well. Um, but. Yeah, I think her look was the most original and conceptual. I like this. I mean, everything. The song's called the Catwalk, so it's all about being posy and strutty. Do you think that was her inspiration? But it's like was Catwalk, uh, and she went literal with the tiger stripes. Well, yeah, she stomped the floor, and you stomped the floor, walk the runways, you know, take yeah. the picture, like pose, 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 serve. But she was also putting in there that she's a winner. She's here to take what's hers. Um, very enjoyable to watch. Very um, enjoyable to watch, yeah. yes. Very much like on theme, on brand. Very good. You know, she she got like her little grungy elements in there when she was talking about safety pinning and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she told us her story in the competition about clawing up. Lady Camden. Out to the A to the D to the Y, like a shooting star straight to the sky. Gonna make you snap, gonna make you say, step, smack, and a paddle bore, mm-hmm. twist, turn, levitate, <laughs> act, pose, captivate when i hit that stage i'm gonna drive you crazy serve that to you like a lady yeah lady camden's the one that i would probably want to dance to the most because okay. it's like out to the tap to the tap to the tap and then da 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 i like that so hers is probably i mean she's a dancer isn't she and yeah. she's just she's got rhythm so and she feel that in her lyrics. yeah so you, yeah i i like that about she looked beautiful. She was probably the one to me who, I mean, like her lyrics, was probably the most captivating to watch in her performance. I mean, she was on the ground. We mm-hmm. got the bird's eye view. We got this lift. She's dancing. Great. Face movement, posing. Really gorgeous. One thing I would say, if I'm going to give a minor criticism, I mean, it probably was in keeping with the tone of it. And it's very her. Her delivery was very soft. I would have liked maybe a bit more oomph in her delivery. Okay. But I guess, you you know, it's very her and she's probably going for like a deliberate sensuality. But um, for my taste, a little soft, maybe. Okay. Do you get me? I get me love. All right. Last is Willowpool. Are you going to do her lyrics? 
Mmm, take a willow pill. Do my sick bitch looks have you feeling ill? Mm-hmm. Kick it up, kick it up to the top, cause I came to kill and kick it back in my dreams when I like to chill. Cute, absurd, and a touch of ugly. I celebrate life. Let's pour the bubbly. We live in a matrix. I'm the solution. Get lost in my source, cause it's all an illusion. So. Willow's lyrics are my favourite. I think they're the cleverest and the funniest and the most kind of on brand and tells the most about her. You know, she's talking about kind of like illness and sick and stuff, but turning on its head and is a very positive, empowering message. Mm. Um, Her lyrics were easily my favourite. She did what I hoped she would do in the video and injected the uniqueness and the willowness into it. She did funny little faces, funny poses. There were comedic moments. Even in the little cutaways to, you know, the dressing room, she was the funniest. All the other girls were giving us kind of like, ooh, pose, model. But she was like doing this little funny bit with a guy putting her shoe on and she was like snarling at him. So... I, I thought Willow did a fantastic job and she chose her um, mushroom look, which is probably the most Willow look we've seen. I love that it? mushroom mm. look. look it's, it's, it wasn't, no one's bad. I'm sorry. No one's they bad. Were, they were fab. This was a nice yeah. production where all the queens show, uh, showed the best of them. My favorite v- verse as a whole yeah. was Bosco. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I do see that. I do see that. Mine, I'm so biased, but I don't care. Willow. Okay. Because she also confounded my expectations because I was a little worried, you know, when we were talking earlier about, oh, she's not great at serving face all the time. Like, I think she overcame that and I think she put together a great package for this. But I completely agree. All the girls were great and I'd struggled to put anybody truly in the bottom. The production really had any choreography mishaps, mm-hmm. i.e., um, Messengeria, yeah. it just showed, and I think it was there to show the best of them. You know, it wasn't doing a um, a BB in yes. All Stars three where they showed her like four from the lift for Kitty Girl. Mm-hmm. That it, it was there was none of those happening here. Not the right? leg wiggle, right? Oh. Why? Know, Why would they to do be a that? Conscious effort over the past couple of seasons to so they've returned to the video format rather than the live performance format, haven't they? Because Lucky was a proper video. I loved Lucky. You love Lucky. What was season eleven? No, season twelve. Sorry. Oh, that was a live performance in the sense it was. Um, it was losing is the new winning, which was amazing. But the girls didn't have the opportunity for an edit to hide any mistakes there. So in season thirteen and fourteen, they've moved into a, a video format again, which we didn't see. You know, they they stopped doing that after season eight. And they went into live performance, didn't they? So they've returned to the video format, which I do think is more forgiving to the girls and showcases them better. Of course it's more forgiving because it's more than one take. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I understand how again video and again. works. Um, I don't know how they're going to judge this. They're going to just use track record. When it comes to the deciding who goes into the top four, anything's up for grabs. Like Rue will basically decide on, I would imagine, and I... I would put money on this. They've actually filmed several versions of this episode and there could be any of these girls, I would say until this is aired or until the finale is filmed, which we actually heard might be actually happening. Uh, the, the, none of the girls will know who's actually going through. The finale's already been filmed. It was on the 6th I would of imagine, April in Las Vegas. I would imagine that's when the girls themselves learned who was in the top four because they'll have filmed several versions of this. I mean, I don't know who I would take out. Who would you take out? Who would you take out of the final five? I really can't say because I think they're all so wonderful. Their track records are equal in strength, but different journeys. Um, 
so I can't really. Who's a shoo-in? Willow, and I'll tell you why. The the public are with Willow. With that look, I've seen the polls. I've seen the polls lately. Um, but that came out before this episode. No, but that's what I'm saying. Rue loves to. Rue and the producers pay very, very close attention to public opinion. And they'll have fo- filmed several versions of this where even if Willow's in the bottom two for some reason, they'll, fi- let's, say, let's say in theory, Willow and Angeria are in the bottom two, yeah? They'll have filmed several versions where Angeria goes home and Willow goes home and they don't really know who's in the top four. All the polls favour Willow. So unless they want to create an uproar and keep her for all stars, they'll put her through. I feel like everyone's going to say that diabetes should go home, but I really don't want diabetes to go home. I think that she deserves her spot here. She's very strong. I think that she's fought her way. And I think that she's, out of all these queens, has provided us with the most entertainment. Camden and Bosco have performed beautifully as well this episode. If we were to go on runway, they all look beautiful. Bosco's is slightly less elevated than some of the other things we're seeing on the runway. And Willow's is slightly... Willow's, I do see where you're coming from. I love the concept, but there's a slight step back in elevation. This is tough. It is. It is. Should we just see what they say? All I want to say is this. I want diabetes in the finale. Are they going to grant a win this episode, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. If you had to say somebody who's won the episode. Bosco. Really? Yeah. Um... I'm going to go on who's my favourite in the video, and it's Willow. I'm sorry, I'm so biased. Bottom two? Bosco and Lady. If you have to put, say... And Dyer. Bo- if you have to name a bottom two. Um, Angeria and Willow. I think it could be Angeria and Dyer, even though Dyer's performed... And Angie did as well. They performed beautifully. I can just kind of see it in the edit. I'm just... I don't even know what's happening. Should no, we just, I think we we just go? go yeah. So they are giving a win. The winner this week, and congratulations, is Lady Camden. Giving her three wins. Another high person was Diabetes, so my wish came true. Diabetes is going to the finale, and I'm here When I was chatting a minute ago, we were talking about who could be in the bottom. I said Dyer, but I didn't mean Dyer, because I said that because I didn't want or want to believe that Willow would be in the bottom. I knew it in my brain, but my heart didn't want to believe it. The bottom two this episode is exactly why I said it would be, and I'm I'm shocked because I didn't think there was going to be a bottom two. I thought I didn't in my mind. I didn't know. I don't know why. Anybody who was placing bets in the first half of the season, in particular, would have saw said that these, these two, two would have in, been the in the top. Exactly. So I am quite gagged and pretty shook that the bottom two this week lip syncing is Nigeria and Willow Pearl. I also in in my heart, these are the two girls I did not want to see in the bottom against each other. Like I want them to be in the top. I love all these girls, but these are the two that I I, I really can't bear to lose either one of these. Well, look, we've just seen the lip sync. It's two Lady Gaga and Beyonce telephone. Who's iconic your, song? Who was your winner? I did love this lip sync and I love the camaraderie between them. Yeah. Um, given that, if, if, if I'm just so biased, Willow was my winner because I do think she gave more performance and comedy, which I do think this is such a like character driven. It's a cool song and it's a fun co- song and it's a camp song, but there's characters in there and I think Willow did it better. Do you? I, you don't. You no. Don't, no. Unfortunately, I feel that Angeria won this. There's no one. It was not unfortunate because I want both of them to go through. For me, Angeria won this. I think there was, I think um, Willipa was a bit too like. 
I say they were subtle, but it just wasn't enough. The performance wasn't to me. The performance was more like when you're dancing with your friend in the club. And I feel like she gave too much of her energy sometimes to the performer and not to the audience. And sometimes it happens out of nerves. And that also mm. happens sometimes when you're trying to make a, make a, a moment with someone on stage so that you're both creating something together. And she but, reciprocated that. Uh, yeah, but it, it wasn't enough. And it was... There was was it just wasn't a a band performance from Willow. I think Willow. I, I think Angeria did a bit more. Okay, in I, this, I loved what both of them did. They're both quirky. They're both funny, and I love their camaraderie on stage. I wish I'd seen a bit more of this Willow and Angie friendship storyline because they focused really early in the season about the the Willow and Cornbread friendship. This is such a great gay song it's a gay anthem oh, it's like a drag queen it's in everyone's arsenal when you're a drag I think it's queen because performer. it's such an iconic but, um, collaboration it's Beyonce and Gaga because of that because it's such a big song in the gay community I'm, I I wish that this I mean this wasn't a an amazing lip sync I think it's mean to give them this when they're both in ball gowns oh yeah that, I do think true. that's mean it just, I think that this song could have been done justice because it's such a big gay song, I just gay anthem, and I I don't think e- either of them slayed the house. They could have saved Telephone for the actual lip sync smackdown yeah, finale. Yeah, absolutely. And they could have given a more uh, power ballady thing if they're both in ball gowns so they can, <sighs> they can park and bark. So I'm singing Jira, you're singing Willow. In all honesty, I think both of them should stay. <laughs> yeah, so do I, but you can't have a top five because it no. doesn't work. Should we should we have a look? Yeah. Are you ready? So there were a few tears because it was first announced that Chante You Stay was given to Angeria. Mm-hmm. And Tom, your heart broke. I went Be silent. Be honest. I went silent. You went, Tom went silent. But like part of me was like, well, I'm glad Angie's through, but like I'm Devo that Willow's not through. But then. And then she's like, Chante, you stayed too. Our expectations were confounded. Yeah. <laughs> there is a top five. One thing I will say, yeah, and I think this is a mark of what a lovely person Angie is. When she was told she was safe, she, she- wasn't jubilant. She no. was sad that Willow wasn't going through. Oh, so she's such she's a sweetheart. Such a sweetheart. Yeah. Do you know what? As soon as RuPaul said, God damn it, we've got a top five. I mm. bet you the producers were like, this bitch. <laughs> we've already organized. We've already got things sorted. And now she wants to make a top. Now we've got to organize something else. Now we're going to change up. How are we going to do? What do we want to do for a top five? She's I... like, this girl is just, she's off the can. She's off. She's a loose cannon. Yeah. Yeah. I suspect they filmed every different scenario. A double Shantae, Angie going home, Willow going home. And they've just seen that there's a lot of public backing behind Willow and Angie because she's very popular That's not true because they've already done the finale, Tom. No, but they know what's going on. They know who's popular. They know the polls. Blah, blah. Tom, look, anyway, there's the finale. We have a top five. Both. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a top five. It's finale next week. So let's just hold all our excitement for the everyone. Okay, I'm team diabetes. You love Dia. I mean, Team Willow. Yeah. I, I love Dia too. This is such a strong top five. Um, yeah, I mean, Dia's wonderful. Angie's wonderful. Willow's wonderful. Bosco and Camden are wonderful. I mean, you want to hear about an underdog, it's Dia Betty. Yeah, yeah. She's really it's clawed Dia her Betty. way. Yes. She did perform so well this week. She she is the underdog, yeah. if we ever have. Anyway, everyone, thank you very much for listening. Make sure to join us for the finale. It's going to be great. Follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram. Write us a review if you like. But that's us for now. We'll see you guys next week. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. See you guys soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs>